Welcome to the doghouse from not the NCN studios, but from our own individual bunkers hidden in the mountains of the beautiful state of Virginia. Ooh, I feel special. That's how actually the only person. I feel the only person who's really in the mountains, Phil. Yeah, and I'm literally like tunneled into one right now. Yeah, I'm just in the hills. Sounds like a gopher. Feels like a gopher. He just digs a hole wherever he goes. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's well, it. Warren's like Warren's like practically Maryland. Though. He is. No, He's real that. close to Maryland. He's real close to Maryland. But I'm not. Hey, Warren, can you throw yeah. a rock from your house and hit Maryland? I cannot. It's too far. It is. Okay. <laughs> I just wonder. <laughs> That'd be a hell of a throw. I don't think he could throw quite that far. Even if I was standing on the banks of the Potomac, I don't know if I could reach the other side. <laughs> you don't have. You don't That'd have to. Wide. to you don't have to do it. Just get on. Just get on the ferry, and when you're halfway across, you sling it. <laughs> I was going to say, just roll it across like a bowling ball. The Potomac's got so much pollution and sludge in it. But um, that's allegedly. Allegedly. <sighs> Allegedly. Uh, everybody surviving? You guys surviving? I, I feel like I haven't seen you guys in forever. We're going to come back and you go, everybody's going to look different. It's going to be weird. Yeah, I haven't had a haircut. I haven't had a haircut in two months. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. <laughs> See, I still cut mine weekly, so I'm good to go. Good to go. <laughs> you cut your hair, you cut your hair and your head at the same time. Yeah, well, somebody has to. Somebody <laughs> has to. Um, True, not a lot going on in the world of motorcycles or racing right now. Although, I've been seeing, and I don't understand this, right? There are people out there that are saying, and people are going for rides on their motorcycles because they're away from people and everything, and I understand that, right? I'm like, okay, with that, like, hey, you know, go out and have fun. You know, it's not like you're in a car with somebody. You're just kind of riding around, and maybe you stop for gas, and that's about it, right? But you'd be good. Not me, not me. but for some reason, like out here, people aren't on like the highways or like the long roads to like that go from like town to town skipping around. Like they're riding around like the neighborhoods. Like, mm. like I went over to my folks' house the other day and they like live in town. And I'm not kidding you, like six group of bikes rode by their house, which never happens. Yeah. You know, you could tell there were people like out for a joyride and it's like, well, why wouldn't you go someplace further? Mm-hmm. Someplace right. that's fun because the road the roads are empty now in a lot of areas. Right, but yet they're sitting there and they're going to they're going to you know ride around in towns with stop signs and stuff. And I, I don't yeah. understand. It's kind of the opposite of what I do, right? Because I go off for rides on my own quite a bit, and when I do that, at least since you know I've I've been home now for the last almost three weeks now. Um, I go for rides on my own, and I go out towards where Phil is because the roads are pretty empty out there, and they're the enjoyable driving, right? Yeah. So right, curves, yeah. fun. I don't yeah, know. right. It sounds yeah. weird too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it is kind of strange. I don't. I don't know. Uh, Warren, are you riding much yet? No. Just in my just in my literal neighborhood. Uh, well, that's really? what it seems like people are doing here. Yeah, I no, you know my neighborhood. I literally, I haven't left the neighborhood at all, and I'm out <laughs> wow. in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, wow. Uh, 
it, it, it's not because I don't want to. It's just every time that I've had to open time and wanted to go out the bike has been when we've had crappy weather. We've had a lot of that lately. Oh, man. Hey, mm. so one of the people that lost their house in East Chattanooga is actually a listener to the show and a friend of mine. I've talked to him back and forth on Facebook, and uh, I feel bad for that. They had up some pictures of their house and stuff. What a mess. That was a pretty big storm that hit through that area. And uh, the doghouse curse continues. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> don't listen to us. <laughs> Your house will get wiped out. <laughs> That's right. Um, but, yeah, they've been some pretty bad storms the last couple of days and stuff. Just I was going to say, I was going to say, you got, we got a great history of things like that. Uh, I think that there's somebody we know that was, what What was it, Caterham Racing or Caterham Racing? <laughs> and, <laughs> and they were dealing drugs or something. And then, yeah. yeah, well, their, their team was funded by that. But that that's yeah. different than a tornado taking out your house, right? Yeah, well, we might as well, we might as well branch out into natural disasters. Well, <laughs> <Yeah>, we have. <laughs> that's why I was telling you guys. Yeah, right. God's punishing the doghouse listeners. So I'm at eleven. I don't. I, I was going to say I. I don't blame him at all. <laughs> if you're such a degenerate that you listen to this show, you should be. You should get hellfire and brimstone. Yeah. You yeah, listen there's, to there's the doghouse, so I will smite you. Yeah, yeah. There's like guilty pleasures, and then there's like you know acts of the devil and things like that. I love all these Facebook posts that are going around right now, and they're like talking guilty pleasures. And people aren't even putting us out their guilty pleasure because they're even it's no. even worse than that. We're worse than that, but that's pretty awesome. Uh, anyways, um, anyway, speaking of natural disasters, mm. World Superbike has said some really weird stuff in the last couple of weeks. Like not the last week, yeah. I guess. Right? Yeah, it last um, week. Mm-hmm. Well, it started like last Wednesday after we did the show. And it's kind of going through to now, like, they haven't, they, they, they said they won't rule out not, you know, canceling if they, if they have to, but they're still trying to pump a season in starting in like August and going through November. Yep. But then they also, but to do that, they canceled all the Italian races, right? Is that what I read? No, well, no, yeah, no, but no, they, no, not all of them. Not all of them, because uh, Mizano is still going to go on, but it's been pushed out to November 6th through 8th. Um, they, they, the only one that they canceled in the Italian round so far is Imola. Um, yeah. That's done. Imola's not going to happen, um, but Mizano is still on the schedule. What bothered me about that press release was the fact that they went through a bunch of the rescheduling they were doing, but they actually mentioned the canceling of the 2020 season. That's the first time that Dorna's mentioned yeah. that. It was a Dorna. It was a Dorna press release. It didn't come out of uh, World Superbike, so it came out of Dorna, which would be yeah. the parent organization. Which was that was sort of troubling. Um, but what we know right now, at least, is yeah, the, the, that they've Aragon's been pushed back to the end of August, so now we're looking at. Maybe the 28th through 30th as as uh, being the kickoff of the season because we know everything before that's already been 
pushed out even further. I mean, it looks like it's yeah. going to be a very, very busy fall if this thing happens, right? If, if it happens, it could. And we'll have racing every weekend, and maybe World yep. Superbike MotoGP. Supercross and Mark every weekend. We're going to yeah. go from having nothing to talk about to a three-hour show. Yeah, right? yeah I know. It's, 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 yeah. It'll, it'll end up being crazy. Uh, and then the other thing that they talked about is that Mazzano will be the fi- season finale and that it'll be a triple header like they do in British Superbike where they run three races. Yep. Like three of the big, you know, three of the full races. Um. So I haven't seen whether or not that means they're going to have two of the qualifying races. Like they have the race between race one and two um, for World Superbike yeah. now. So I don't know if they're going to have an extra qualifying race. I don't know. Be interesting to see what they do. Interesting to see what they do. But, yeah, so yeah. I, I – go ahead, Warren. Was it? No, I was going to say something. Oh. No, I was just going to say, I don't see how they can avoid having the additional qualifying race. Otherwise, if they if they have the initial qualifying, which is for race one, then they have the Super Pole race for race two, you're giving a, a big advantage, right, to whoever wins the Super Pole race if they don't yeah. do the third. So I don't see them doing that, right? If they're going to run three races... I'm sure they're going to have some sort of qualifying because that was what they're trying to escape with adding the Super Bowl race this year. Right. So that's my prediction. Of course, this season, any prediction is not worth much. Well, you know, I'm going to say that I think all these announcements are going to favor – I think all these announcements are going to favor – in World Superbike, they favor Johnny Ray, right? Uh, he's been on his team for a while. He's not somebody that moved – so that the setups and the configurations and the the quickness, because it looks like if they do the season they're talking about, they're going to be bouncing just about every week, which normally they yep. take like three and a half years off in the middle of the summer. Right, right. Right? Yep. So um, <clears throat> I can't see, I can't see, uh, I can't see the guys who are new to their teams and new to the bikes just, getting enough time in between to get the adjustments and stuff, right? They, you know, to, to jump around country to country takes a lot of, a lot of, uh, time. Right? Yeah, well, so there's, just, a couple, there's, there's a couple things that, that come into play here. One is the funding of the less well-funded teams, right? Yeah. So we, we already know that Doran's had some conversations about providing some money to some of the smaller, less well-financed teams, which they almost have to do because if they're running at that pace, uh, that generally takes more staff to be able to manage moving all that equipment around every single week. Um, so I would agree that probably the, the it, it, it uh, provides an advantage to the more, uh, you know, the more stable established teams like the Ducati and the Kawasaki, um, you know, the, the, but we'll have to wait and see how it, how it all happens. I'm sure we're going to hear a lot of bitching and moaning. If they run, if they run, you know, five months, basically, they get a season in five, less than five months, and they're running every weekend through that time. That's going to be exhausting. And also, 
the way that World Superbike schedule has run over the last five years with the big break in the summer and everything, there's and and the fact that they're they 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 don't run too many races back to back. They're running on average like a two week you know a week on week off week on week off so they can handle the moving around. Take that plus the losing the that what I always call the get well break that they have during the summer. Right. Um. They we could see a lot of. Uh, uh, really hurt riders by the late, later parts of the season, presuming that it goes forward the way they're predicting right now. Well, and also, how many of these small teams, even with Dorna kicking in some money, are going to make it to when the season, the new season starts? I mean, some of these smaller teams might not even be around by the time you get to, you know, late September. Well, yeah. I don't know. That's why they, they may not. Uh, I think that's. No, I think that's why they froze development, to basically give those smaller teams a break so they didn't have to try and keep up with the, the well-funded teams that were continuing to do development on the bikes to be able to give them a break, right? So they could basically freeze everything. So if you're a small team with, say, two riders, two bikes, and all the uh, necessary people in there, they're pro- most of those people have regular full-time jobs on the smaller teams, and they, you know, and they'll, they'll go out you know, and ha- and be able to get away from their jobs for three or four days every two weeks. Um, those people, pro- those teams probably, by freezing everything, they're not really expending the money, right? And by by el- by eliminating development, now you you you're fr- you're freeing okay. up. I, I, I think you're favoring the. I think you're favoring the established teams that way, because like Phil oh, saying, they have. Yeah, so. There's going to put even more onus on those smaller teams. They're not going to be even less. They're going to be less competitive by the time they get to the season. Maybe. Yeah. I, or maybe that. Maybe. Maybe they. Maybe they, well, Maybe I don't think we know that yet. Yeah. It. It'd be. It's going to be interesting. You know. I mean, the same with MotoGP. The same with Moto America. I'm sure it's going to be the same with British Superbike and CEV and everything. You know. You're going to have some of these teams that. You know, like a couple of weeks ago, we heard from Bobby Fong, well, I get paid by the race, right? So racers yep. are probably training and stuff, but, you know, some of these guys, and I know a lot of these guys have extra jobs, right? But, you know, nobody's going out and buying bikes. Like, I mean, I'm going to use Kyle Wyman as an example, even though I don't know 100% if he actually works in his, uh, I think his grandparents or his parents own the, own a Harley-Davidson dealership, right? Go, yep, go on yeah, and I don't I don't know if uh you know, I don't know if he works there or not, but you know, it's not like those businesses are good. I know a lot of the ride a lot of the the riders make money doing schools and stuff like that and that's not happening right now. You know, so mm-hmm. it, it, and and they all have bills to pay, right? They all have houses and you know, and stuff like that. So yep. it's a little I don't know, some of the guys might be doing okay because they have some sponsorship money that's that's still contracted and they got, but it's it's going to end up being tough just all, all around. And you know, World Superbike uh, and, and all of them, I think the more established teams with the guys who've been on it a little longer are going to have a better better grasp into the future of what's going to you know they'll, they'll be ahead of the curve when they get back to racing. And the question is whether or not the sponsors um, on the smaller teams will are providing any funding during this time, you know, of uncertainty or if they're just yeah. like holding on. So, 
you know, we're, we're sort I of. I imagine they're holding on. Situation. I would imagine uh, they are too. Uh, Ken, you were saying you imagine they were going to be. You imagine they're going to be something. Oh uh, well, I was, was just saying. Yeah, well, Warren had said, uh, you know, that that he kind of assumed that the sponsors were hanging on to their money and they weren't spending anything right now, and that's kind of the way I think that it is. But I think that let's not forget, teams like Kawasaki are spending money year in and year out, and I don't just mean on right. development, right? So they have full-time staff on those bigger teams that are, you know, are they laying their employees off and having them, you know, try to collect unemployment or something, or they're just sitting around, they can't do development, there's not much that they can do, um, and they're spending money, whereas the smaller teams, are they're not going to be spending any money. They're just not spending any money. I mean, maybe if they rent warehouse space for storing equipment and stuff, that may be their only expense. It would be an interesting conversation to have, um, you know, I'd love to talk to a team manager on, you know, e- you know, on any, you know, in any series, say, you know, mm-hmm. how does the team, how does, how does the team handle its money at a time when nothing's coming in, right? Yeah. You know, how, how you know, what, what, ha- you know, what happens in the off season, right? What is a, what does a Moto America team, um, you know, do in the off season? You know, do they have a very, do they downsize to a very small staff that's, you know, working on procuring bikes for the next season and doing design work, you know, what, what exactly goes on? Cause it's kind of the mystery that no one ever talks about, right? Yeah. Well, motor and motor America, I think, you know, when we go to the track, we see a lot of, a lot of the team guys are guys who have other jobs, but there's also a lot of family right. members, right? Yeah. You know, um, I mean, hell we walked up in Elena Myers one time, her mom was cooking in a, you know, it yep. was, and and that it's not just her. I was just thinking of that, uh, you know. But we've seen we've seen other family members stepping up and doing things, and you know, sometimes they get a little volunteer. I know I, I know some places get like, uh, you know, local dealership guys come in and help and just help with some of the stuff around the pits, get you know, and stuff like that, and and that's and that's cool. Or you got friends that that travel with you and family and stuff. So yeah, they, they can, they, they might be able to survive for a while without any of the income and stuff. But at a point, if you're renting warehouse space or just, you have this stuff and you know, it's like, okay, Hey, I'm not making any money racing. Like I think of a team like Westby, right? I don't, yeah. I don't know what their contract deal is. With Skultz, with Matthew Skultz, whether he's getting paid by the race or whether he got signed up for the year, you know. But you know, Trig Trig Westby there, you know, he's got a lot into this bike. We know he invested a lot of money last year into the bike, and and again this year, and the sponsorships and all this other stuff. And he's sitting there, and it's like, you know, hey, uh, can he shut down? Can he shut down and? leave things how they are and survive till the season and hire his guys back. Do they all have another income? You know I mean? That's the same thing with even road racing world with the two bike teams and, or three with their super sport team. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. are there enough guys pulling double duty that the smaller series is aren't going to get hurt? Or are they going to end up being stronger because the bigger series are going to be hurt? You know? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of think that, 
you know, probably most of the riders in Moto America are being paid per race the way Bobby Fong is, right? Yeah. So those those guys are the racers are hurting, but I think most of them have a regular job of some sort, right? Right. You go you go out to you know World Superbike, and for most of the teams, those riders are they're full time contract employees. Um, you know, and I I I kind of doubt that in when you get to MotoGP that there anybody's hurting for money in MotoGP. Anyone, I don't think the teams are HRC. Their pockets are so deep. You know what? If they had to completely write a season off, they would just write a season off, right? Yeah, I, I, that, I might think you have the, to... that might not be the case with Yamaha and Suzuki though. They, those those companies are hurting right now at the at the corporate level. Yeah, but so I, they, I'm you know, sure that yeah, I'm sure so they, they have a better chance. No, I think they budgeted for a season, and they know that they have enough money, and that's that money's already been allocated. I don't think it, at, at the MotoGP level. You don't run in MotoGP unless your pockets are very deep. At, at you know, even backmarkers are running on teams right. that are pretty well funded, or they're not. You're not in MotoGP. You can't develop a prototype unless you have deep pockets. Right. So, but well, there was you know, some racing. This, yeah, go ahead. I was, uh, I was a trans, you know, there was some racing this past weekend. MotoGP. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know if yeah. you guys watched any of it. I did uh, a little I, bit. I forgot. Yeah, I forgot. Was it just like last time? Did they have all the racers all around the outside, like the Brady Bunch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very similar to that. Uh, what was mm-hmm. for me was the most entertaining was uh, Taka Nagami's. He was he was the Inonomi of the of the weekend. He was wiping out now. everyone. <laughs> <laughs> he took out both Marquez brothers. Although they did finish third and fourth overall, but he took both of them out at different times in the race, and he took out several other folks as well. So he was like an you know unguided cruise missile, just you know whacking people left and right. Bagnaya yeah. won. Bagnaya won the overall uh, race, and then Vinales finished second, and Alex Marquez mm-hmm. finished third. So if you're keeping track of the points for the season, Alex Marquez is still has the points lead. <laughs> if that counts for anyway. It, 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 it might. So I want to ask a question. Since we're talking to e-racing, right? And I'm going to jump out of the world of motorcycle racing, but I'm going to I'm going to just I, I'm interested to see what you guys think about this. So NASCAR has been doing the Sunday i-racing events where they're racing the same track they're supposed to, right? And uh, they've been doing that. They've been getting some ratings and stuff and. You know, MotoGP's kind of doing the same thing. Formula One's going to do the same thing. IndyCar's doing the same thing. The Lamar, American Le Mans Series is doing the same thing. Um, but apparently this past weekend, uh, NASCAR, one of the NASCAR drivers set up an iRacing tournament and live-streamed an iRacing tournament on Twitch, which is a site I think we're all familiar with. Mm-hmm. And... They were allowed, you know, Twitch is a site where people can just go to Twitch and watch these things. And I guess they pushed it out. And Kyle Larson dropped a racial slur during the race. Now, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a sanctioned NASCAR race, right? Mm-hmm. But 
he's got today he got fired from the team he yeah. was racing on and NASCAR had suspended him even before that happened from something that happened offwards you know and this is the second driver and I think as many weeks or maybe three weeks that's now having problems Bubba Wallace two weeks ago lost his or a week and a half ago lost his sponsorship because his game crashed and he's like what's the point of doing this if I can't finish the race and quit and his sponsor was like, we don't sponsor quitters, we sponsor races and drop them. Is there mm -hmm. a danger to these e-racing like, like what MotoGP's doing right now? Is there, I mean, at the rate NASCAR's going, if they don't start racing soon, they're going to be out of ri drivers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, is, is there, is there, I mean, we haven't heard anything, thank God, out of MotoGP or anybody else doing this that they've had this problem, but I mean, is that a, you know, these guys are used to being in their cars or on their bikes by themselves and don't have to talk. And, you know, I'm not saying what Kyle Larson said was right or wrong. Um, you know, cause I know there's a lot of people that say, you know, he used the N word and there's a lot of people yeah. that sit there and say that that's wrong, but there's also every other rap song you listen to has it in it. Right? right, it's it's used very common. When I was a kid, it was the word you used to refer to your friends, and it didn't matter what color they were, right, and stuff like that. And these guys, they they're at their home, they're playing around with their friends, and they're saying things, and their their emotions are getting the better of them because they don't have to feel the pressure of that TV camera being on them and and in that suit and in that actual car. You know, I mean, what happens if? Uh, you know, something happens out there, Mark Marquez on one of these races or Bagnaya or somebody says something stupid or their bike keeps freezing up so they quit. You know, is is what kind of precedent, you know, I mean, when does it become like, hey, this is, this is fun and entertaining or this is something to do to keep us in people's mind versus this is actually detrimental to the sport? Well, I think it's two things. One is if it's a... If it's a non-sponsored event, yeah, you're you're putting yourself at risk. You shouldn't. I would never. If I was a NASCAR driver or Moto, what GP or World Super, doesn't matter. If it wasn't a series sponsored event, no way I'd participate in. Because all you're at doing is asking for trouble. And then if I, if you're doing it on the series sponsored event, you got to be the professional. You would be on the track. You know, you got to get your sponsors in there. You got to treat it as if it was a real race. Wear your uniform, maybe even your leathers if you're a biker. Uh, you got to do the whole thing. You got to treat it as if it was 100% real. Otherwise, you're going to you're going to slip up and do something and lose your job. I, so, I think you got to treat you got to treat I, it. I think it's much less of a it's much less of a risk. Uh, at the, uh, world level than here in the U.S. In the U.S., we are number one. These, these drivers all speak English. Okay. And granted, a lot of the, a lot of the motorcycle racers speak English as well, but it's not their primary language. But if they're cursing or they're going to say something inappropriate, it's probably either in Spanish or Italian. And that means 80% of the population won't know what they said. But in the U.S., we are so politically correct that, be honest with you, Kyle Larson knew that this thing was being broadcast, and he said something even in the even at that moment 
I think that was just stupid on his part. Well, you know, I think he stupid. he said and and he thought he was off the his mic was off the live stream. Yeah, you know, you know what? Yeah, well, here's the problem. Well, right. Well, you can't take that risk. Yeah, right. How many people that are mic'd up think they're not actually getting caught, right? Doesn't it happen to politicians like on a weekly basis? <laughs> yeah, it right? happens to me all the time. <laughs> yeah. Right. You got if if, if so, you're even within a mile of wherever you're supposed to be, you got to turn that pro professional switch. You got to turn it on and you got to be that professional. Say all the right things at all the right times and or don't say anything. Especially here in, the US. in this cancel society, yeah. Especially here in the cancel society we have, people are looking to get rid of you. Kyle Larson needs to be more woke. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, well, I just thought it was interesting. I mean, this wasn't even a NASCAR sponsored thing. You know, it'd be like it'd be like if we were racing and I said something stupid because you know I will. Yeah. That <laughs> doesn't matter. No, you're not professional. Yeah, that's right. He's a professional. He gets paid to do this. Uh, you know, I don't think it matters. I think the problem is he's a representative for his sponsors and for the series, wherever he is. Doesn't matter whether it's an event. He could be out in public, you know, and he could get, you know, scream at some kids to get off his lawn. Doesn't matter, right? Yeah. Uh, that's yeah, that's, that's the problem. If you're, you're going to take the money, you know what? You take the, all the, the invasions of your privacy and... You have to accept that's the way life is, and be honest with you. If uh, you know somebody in MotoGP yells out something in English, you know what? Given the way our society is, they say something inappropriate, they'll be jumping all over him and demanding he gets yep. fired. That's that's the way it is. That's the world we live in right now. Yep, I, I agree totally. Unfortunately, yeah. it is. Uh, so, anyways, I guess we should probably wrap this show up for the. For the uh, for the day, right? I don't know. Yeah. Do you have anything else important to say? Nothing that we want to have recorded. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, I know Warren had a couple things about India, and Warren, we'll save those for next week. All right? Yeah. Yeah, be fine. I mean, it, it isn't like anybody's gonna go out and buy an Indian between now and next week, probably. Uh, right there, right there is a perfect excuse to get the firing pin. <laughs> He's talking about slavery again. Sorry, get it over with. You know you want to. There, there he goes. No, I'm just going to yank his sponsorship. That's all. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> I, I think I'm... I'm cutting off your coat serum. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. That's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's a low blow. blow. That's you a low blow. You know what's out there next? Your bacon. Well, you saw that Smithfield shutting down a plant, right? <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's your plant. <laughs> That's the one that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that, that could be. Luckily for me, I've like totally gotten the course of local butcher shops. Yeah, that's uh, okay, you know. There's, there's a lot of good pigs coming out of Wuhan. <laughs> I don't live that close to the China, to the Himalayas. Uh, but whatever. Yeah, I've switched to local butcher shops. All these people are like, oh my god, beef could be so hard to get. It's like, yeah, I'm just going to put a barricade up and not let people into my local butcher shop. So, anyways. Uh, right, guys, until next week. Alright, take care. Stay well. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>